0: Hey guys, welcome into the OBR film breakdown. This is Jake Burns. I'm recording this extremely late on, uh, well, Thursday morning because I just got power back. If you don't pay any attention to my social media Twitter feed, you would know, uh, not know that I did not have power for a couple days. It has been a really tough situation in Ohio for rolling blackouts and trying to manage power grids and all of those things that come with the situation surrounding th- thunderstorms that happen, winds knocking down power lines. Nonetheless, there are people who are in a far worse situation than me, but uh, a couple days without power and, and mid-90 degree to high-90 degree heat with you know an older dog and a, an a eight-month pregnant wife, it's not the easiest situation in the world, but we persevered. We got through it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. You never, you never know how much you rely on those things until they're taken away and life becomes pretty challenging uh, for, for even the most basic and remedial tasks. So anyway, that's over. Hopefully the power can be maintained. It seems like by the end of the week, the rest of the state will hopefully be in a better shape. Uh, I don't know. I have not really studied this other than knowing I can't control the situation. So I try not to get all too bothered by it, but it does hinder your ability to do podcasts and perform your your football duties here. So I've been away for a couple of days. Obviously missed the first day of training camp where Deshaun Watson was finally put in front of the media for the first time since his arrival in Cleveland on the 25th of, of March, I believe. So it has been a while. A lot of people have been trying to see when they could hear from him. It caught me by surprise. I didn't know he was going to talk. I'm going to spend some time with Jeremy Mueller tomorrow. Kind of going through some of that stuff and discussing just the angles uh, by by which uh, by by which some of the spotlight gets drawn to it and how people kind of sensationalize every single thing that he says. It's just it's just an interesting thing. So we will we will talk more about that tomorrow because I don't think this uh, independent me doing it alone is always the best thing for bouncing thoughts off of. Uh, you know, you get more out of it by bouncing thoughts off of somebody else. So that's that. Otherwise, there were uh, the big thing that happened since I last podcast was there are some more rumblings that there's pressure on Carolina to get Baker Mayfield in if they're going to in, in eventually start him. There was a report out from CBS that said, "Hey, the, the 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 Panthers would like to get him in before minicamp to try to do some things, get him initiated." Now I don't know where Baker's shoulder stands, how much of that he'd be willing, not willing, but able to do at this point. Um, I don't know. We'll see, but, but there's actually more, I think we kind of left Carolina behind a little bit. Now it seems like there's a bit more rumbling going on. Some sort of trade could happen there. I still think this is where he lands, uh, partly be being with the Browns taking on some draft capital, sorry, taking on some of his salary cap, getting back some draft capital. I still think that's the best outcome for everybody, everybody involved. And it gives Mayfield a chance to go get a starting job, which ironically enough would be Cleveland Week One, Robbie Anderson, who uh, was famous for his uh, response to the Bleacher Report, uh, you know what would you feel like if Baker Mayfield was traded to Carolina? He wanted none of it. Uh, kind of stepped that back a little bit, said he didn't really know Baker at all. Was standing up for, standing up for his quarterback Sam Darnold and all of that. And look, I don't know, man. I, I just think a trade to Carolina would be extremely interesting for everybody involved. How that would shake out and what it would do to the morale of the Panthers, I'm not sure. But anyway, I did I did think some things from Joel Bitonio are worth talking about as the as the Browns obviously practiced yesterday at Tom Benson Stadium there in in, in Canton. And if you've not been to that stadium, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium, which uh, you know I'm not maybe not all of you who listen to this podcast are in Ohio, but it's amazing that the Browns are so close to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I really haven't seen them linked to it very often. Uh, you know, part, partly because it's just, it's not all too common to take your whole team there and it's not all too common to to leave Berea when you could practice there. So it's 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 mixed and weird and all of that stuff. But like, I, I just enjoyed that Stefanski took the guys there and the stadium's beautiful after the remodel, all connected to the Hall of Fame. Really cool to see the guys connect to the Hall of Fame. I know Miles Garrett talked about not wanting to go there until someday he would be able to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame, which he's on a decent path right now. But it is interesting to me that in this scenario, Stefanski actually took them there, and they watched the football life of Jim Brown on the way there, and all that stuff's kind of cool. So I sort of respected that. But there was a a couple comments from Joel Batonio that I think are interesting to bring balance to the Baker Mayfield stuff. Joel's quoted with answering questions about Baker. Baker's my guy. He said, I still remember the Thursday night Jets game when he came into the game and helped lead us to victory. That was honestly one of the more special moments of my career, just because we have gone so long since we won games. He's a tough guy, played his heart out for us. I'll always respect that. Still a friend of mine. We text occasionally, and I think like everybody else, he's kind of waiting it out to see where he's going. But Baker did a lot for this franchise. He won a lot of games. He was a great player for us, and I'll always be a friend. He said he always has that chip on his shoulder, and I'm sure to continue to get bigger and bigger, a team's going to give him a chance. I know the contract situation's working itself out, but he'll get a chance to play. Quarterback is such a scarcity in the league. He'll get a chance to play and perform again. Talked about the injury luck for Mayfield. It's the NFL, and sometimes you have bad injury luck for him. Obviously, he had a hurt shoulder, hurt enough to get surgery, and I'm sure it affected him. I didn't have that conversation with him, how it's going, how it's affecting you. I don't know what those details are that go on behind closed doors. I go out there and play with the guys. But injuries affect them, and it was definitely part of it. Then he also talked about Deshaun Watson. I just like to read Joel's quotes because I think he's – He's got such insight in 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 the whole organization. He says, a heck of a football player, Watson is. I've played against him. He's gotten the best of us, I think, a couple times. Played him in my career. He's a heck of a player. He does some things on the field that are really, really special, unique. I crossed over with him at the Pro Bowl a couple times, and we had the trip to the Bahamas where I got to know him. All that stuff is in the court, and legal battles to go through. But in this NFL, you're trying to get better. You're trying to find a way to win, and Deshaun Watson's a special football player. He said, a, a suspension's definitely a potential. I can't really control much with it, so I try not to worry about those things. And we'll go into the season. I think we have really good quality backup quarterbacks in Josh Dobbs, Jacoby Brissett. It's one of those things that might happen, it might not, and we don't know, and we can't truly worry about it. But if it does, we'll have the right character in the room to handle that adversity. We have good leadership with Andrew Berry and Coach Stefanski, kind of starting it off, and you lead from the top down. I think there are players with experience on this team. I've seen what we, we can do a few times. So hopefully we can turn that into what we do when we want a playoff game before with a lot of guys and there, are per, and there are players from winning programs that have been here as well. We do have the guys, we have the coaches, and we have the experience to make a change. Sorry, make a charge for this. So even with the Watson suspension looming, Petonio is optimistic. And listen, that could just be walking the line. They don't. He doesn't know Watson that well yet, but I like to read Joel's quote sometimes. Another thing it stood out to me was focusing on situational football because I think that's really important. Third down stuff. And that's what I've noticed in, in clips. And if you if you watch yesterday, they, they they were in they were not wearing helmets, not jerseys, wearing shirts and no helmet. I mean it was so hot. You wouldn't expect these guys to go crazy. But very situational based, third down red zone. I mean this is normal, but just trying to get into the groove of knowing situational football, doing the right thing, not taking a sack playing the sticks defensively, not turning the football over in the red zone. Those things have all stood out. From everything I gather, you get that Grant Delpit's playing really well. He looks really smooth. J.O.K. is playing really well right now. He's Kevin Stefanski said after practice, he's had a good offseason. He's working very hard, as he always does. Like any sophomore, there's hopefully a step for that player that comes from a greater understanding of what we're doing and schematically and the technique and all of that. But he's working very hard. So you like to hear that about J.O.K., He said, we understand, J.O.K. personally said, we understand that the team needs to be closer. There's always a state of growth no matter what it is. It's a point of truth. It's definitely a rookie's job. It's your job. It's what you do. He said, my objective in terms of goals will go up in terms of that, but I'm doing the best I can to help the team. It's always a state of correction. J.O.K., always a very interesting way of putting things. As we've gotten into the offseason, the front office has done a good job in recruiting, and the front office did a good job in implementing those team aspects to us. You saw the Bahamas trip. You saw the Miami trip with the defense. We're really trying to build that camaraderie between the two. Again, we come out here, go to different places on the field, so it's been good. It's been propelling uh, you know, propelling everything. It's got us going up. Other things that happened at OTAs. Jack Conklin was on the field Wednesday with the team but was just working with the trainers. He continues to rehab from that knee injury. Anthony Schwartz was sick. He missed yesterday, so he did not travel with them. Steven Weatherly also missed with an undisclosed and then Greedy and Jakeem Grant were on the side working with trainers. And, again, Greedy they're going to be cautious with like crazy with that degenerative nerve. So get used to hearing that. But he'll be ready to play games as is uh, as is most important. But, listen, OTA coverage, man. its We got Fred Greetham there. He's doing a great job. I think he's really nailing it. Make sure you continue to follow Fred. I think he's doing a really, really good job of breaking down camp every day. There's another thing out there that you should read from Charles Robinson – um, which is which is breaking down basically everything that happened in the depositions. If you want to get into it, the 230-page deposition, the Houston Police Investigator showcased small window into how Tony Busby and Rusty Harden will attempt to attack the civil case. There's a lot of information there. Some people have done a really nice job writing that stuff up. So if you have an interest in understanding what happened in those uh, 230 pages, go out and look for a link on that. It's going to give you a window into more of the details. If you're interested in that kind of thing, you might not be interested in hearing it at all. But if you are trying to get to the bottom of it on your end, you get insights from the way both uh, attorneys are going to attack this thing if it goes to actual trial. Another piece of information I'd like to pass along to you, some really good listening. Kevin Cole from Pro Football Focus, Unexpected Points Podcast, has come on this pod many times. Big fan of Kevin's. He had Adam Beard on, who used to be with the Browns now with the Cubs, director of high performance in a similar role when he was with Cleveland. He talked a lot about his time with Cleveland, some interesting little nuggets that you can pull from it about particular players. He doesn't use names, but you can definitely get a feel for who he's talking about. But I thought it was an interesting insight into the Cleveland Browns uh, when he was with the Cleveland Browns and some of the stuff they're trying to do to invigorate better performance and gain those little edges whenever they possibly can. So, again, that's the Unexpected Points podcast and that is Adam Beard that uh, used to be with Cleveland Browns. The question of the day, this is something I'm going to try to get to, a Browns-focused question of the day.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash blue wire. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This one comes from the OBR's Ask the Insider section. This comes from Jimbo. He's asking about Baker Mayfield and what it would actually look like. What does a trade actually look like? With some possible indication that Caroline is still interested in trade actions dependent on the amount of salary covered by the Browns, for each and all insiders, what do you believe it would take? Cover how much salary to get, how many picks to get a second, to get a third, or even how much salary covered to get a second out of that, like I said, a second, first, or third. I think the Wentz deal is out the window largely because people – like Wentz wasn't coming off of an injury the season before his contract was a little more settled at that time and had ways to work around some things I think Mayfield's 18.9 if the Browns covered about 10 or 11 maybe 12 million of that I think you could see realistically getting back a fourth fifth or sixth and to them Given the situation, that's not a terrible outcome. I'm sure they're having internal discussions on this and trying to be hard bargainers. There's not going to be a release. That's still not going to happen. And he's not going to take another snap with the Browns. There will be some trade around the Browns covering a portion of that salary, that 18.9, and getting back a pick of some kind. I am sure the correlation between how much the Browns cover and what kind of pick they get back probably will go hand in hand. I continue again, like I said earlier here, guys to think the Browns will end up sending Mayfield to Carolina. It just makes the most sense for both organizations as Carolina has an incapable rookie and Sam Darnold, who you want to be better than that for a coach who's fighting for his NFL life. So that's what I think it will be. And again, a fun slash interesting week one, that's all for today. I promised earlier this week that we're going to get to position by position analysis. We're going to do that. Gonna have Jared Mueller join me tomorrow. Gonna start on quarterbacks. Looking ahead, I got a ton of categories to discuss. We'll get a bit more regimented. Still talk about things as they come up, but the regimentation to get us ready for training camp, I think will be really good. So check that out. Also, we have our Thursday show, our 830 Ask the OBR Thursday on Twitch. If you would like to come in and chat and hang out and ask some Browns questions and have some back and forth banter, more than happy to do that with you. On Thursday night. I appreciate you guys checking out this pod. Hey, keep appreciating your electricity because when it gets taken away from you, it it, it, it sucks. So keep, uh, keep appreciating that. Shout out to AEP for getting us fixed and getting all of it worked out. Thanks guys for checking out today's episode. More good stuff to come, I promise. Apologize for missing a day. You guys know I hate that. We'll check back in for our Friday episode. Appreciate your support. Appreciate you checking out this pod. Keep checking us out and joining us at the OBR. We appreciate it a ton. Have a great day and go Browns.